What is up, guys? It's Alex Johnson here, the founder and lead analyst at yardsforfantasy.com. Welcome to the 115th episode of the Feed Me Fantasy podcast. Let's eat. You can bet on just about anything on BetUS. Head over there, use promo code YARDSPER for a 125% deposit bonus. There are three guys I'm putting my money on for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I love Jalen Tolbert at plus 4,000. He's stepping into the wide receiver two role in one of the best offenses in the league. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup, he's probably going to start the season on the PUP. 205 vacated targets in that offense. And it's an offense that plays at a fast pace. It's gonna, they're going to need to throw the ball more this year as they face a tougher schedule. He checks a ton of boxes as a prospect. He's fast. He's athletic. And he's going to make plays down the field. Let's go. Plus 4,000, Jalen Tolbert. What about Drake London at plus 650? It's a wide open wide receiver depth chart in Atlanta. Kyle Pitts is his only competition for targets. This is a guy who is productive playing alongside Michael Pittman and Amon Ross St. Brown at USC. And he was on pace for one of the best college receiving seasons we've seen before he went down with that injury. He was averaging 11 receptions per game in eight games. 11 receptions per game, not targets, receptions per game. The third one is Chris Olave at plus 1,000. I mean, Michael Thomas's ankle is fucked. Jarvis Landry might be dust. Alvin Kamara could be suspended for the first six games. Who else are they throwing to in New Orleans? Chris Olave plus 1,000 for Rookie of the Year bet on BetUS. Promo code YARDSPER gets you a 125% deposit match. But today we are talking running backs that I refuse to draft in 2022. Just flat out refuse. Some of them you probably already know. I've, I've touched on them a few times already. But the first is Damian Harris. I mean, last season, Damian Harris finished second in the NFL in rushing touchdowns with 15. Behind just Jonathan Taylor, who had 18. And yet Jonathan Taylor won leagues as the RB1, while Damian Harris is all the way down at the RB18 in fantasy points per game. He was completely touchdown dependent. In the four games that he didn't score, Harris's best finish was RB27 with 11.7 fantasy points in week one. And based on his 929 rushing yards, he doubled his expected touchdowns total. His 6.8% touchdown rate was third highest among all running backs. It's hard to imagine he scores at that rate again, as that should regress back to the mean at least somewhat. So where are the fantasy points going to come from for Damian Harris? He doesn't catch passes. He averaged just one per game in 2021. It's not like he's seeing workhorse touches on the ground either. He averages 13 and a half carries per game. Ramondre Stevens improved himself as a rookie. He's not going anywhere. And he is a better pass catcher than Harris too. And let's not forget the Patriots. They just drafted two running backs. Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris in the NFL draft. And James White is back healthy too. Sure, the Patriots want to run the ball, but they did that last year. And Harris was still a middling RB2 despite a near 7% touchdown rate. 
it's also possible that they ramp up the pass attack in Mac Jones' second year and with a slightly upgraded receiving core. And let's not forget, Matt Patricia seems to be the likely candidate for the offensive play caller in New England. Like, disgusting. That is disgusting. Harris's ADP has been suppressed as fantasy gamers do realize the reality of his situation, but he's still that prototypical dead zone running back. Even in the middle rounds, I just can't click the button. I've passed on him on underdog about a thousand times at this point. Yes, I'm drafting that much. (laughs) You should be too. Get those reps in at just $3 per draft or go big with the best ball mania for your chance at the $10 million in prizes. And when you sign up, use promo code YARDSPER for a 100% deposit match up to $100. The next running back I refuse to draft this year, I refuse to draft him about every year, it's David Montgomery. I know this guy seems to always break through as a through a bad situation as a fantasy producer. While that's great, you know, I'm still refusing to draft him this year. He's in one of the worst situations of any starting running back. I recently did a study. We talked about this on last week's episode on why offensive environment is so important to a running back's fantasy output. If you want to read more about that, I wrote an article about it on yardsperfantasy.com or just go back to last week's episode, listen to it in the podcast feed, the Feed Me Fantasy podcast, or just go to the YouTube channel and watch Watch me talk about it. So, but the Bears, they're that quintessential offense to avoid based on the results of that study. They could legitimately score the fewest points in the league. They're going to be slow. They're going to be inefficient with fewer possessions, fewer plays, fewer red zone trips. With Justin Fields at quarterback, things may even be worse for Montgomery. Fields' athleticism, his lack of polish as a pocket passer, I mean, never mind the the lack of freaking weapons, that's going to make him more apt to call his own number. And that will especially be detrimental to Montgomery on the rare occasion that the Bears are actually in the red zone. Montgomery doesn't have the receiving profile to even make up for it, nor the athletic traits to create chunk plays and breakaway runs on his own. He was 31st in evaded tackles per touch in 2021, 42nd in yards created per touch, and he was 37th in breakaway run rate, all per playerprofiler.com. If you want to draft him in the middle rounds because he's going to get 20 touches per game, fine. I get it. I really do. I get it. I understand. But just know that the efficiency in the ceiling, that's just not going to be there. And who's to say the new coaching staff doesn't come in and decide to give Khalil Herbert a few more touches per game too. Fantasy gamers consider David Montgomery a safe pick, but I think we just proved he's anything but. The last running back that I refuse to draft this year is Rashad Penny. Penny, I made my money on Penny last year, and it was more than pennies because I told you guys on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube, I was screaming from the freaking rooftops, go pick this guy up off waivers. And what did he do? He averaged more than 22 fantasy points per game over the final five weeks last season. 
He was a league winner, a waiver wire king. And while that's all well and good, it was awesome last year. Believe me, we were celebrating that at Yards for Fantasy. Had some awesome calls, and he was one of them. He's in the, This is now 2022. He's in the worst offense in the league with the worst quarterback situation in the league. And just like we talked about with Dave Montgomery, this is going to be an offense that plays at a slow pace. It's inefficient, struggles to keep drives alive. It's not going to see many red zone trips. And it's going to limit the fantasy production of all the players in that offense. Penny is even less equipped to make up for this as a pass catcher than David Montgomery is. Even in a functional offense with Russell Wilson at quarterback last year, he averages one reception per game or his hot five-game stretch. And let's not forget, the Seahawks just used a second-round pick on a running back. And sure, Penny is reportedly expected to remain atop the depth chart, but it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time before Kenneth Walker gets an opportunity to take a bigger role in that backfield. So now we have a running back who doesn't catch passes in a bad offense and at best splitting the early downs work. I'm out. So a couple things before we wrap this up, be sure to, to tune into the Scott Fishbowl Podathon next weekend. It's a live 36 hour podcasting event raising money for charity. It starts at 8 a.m. on July 9th and goes all the way through 8 p.m. on July 10th, the eve of the Scott Fishbowl. Analysts from just about every fantasy brand imaginable will have a guest spot, including Matthew Berry, Matt Harmon, Curtis Patrick, and our very own Keith James, a.k.a. Bid Daddy, will be on at 10 a.m. Eastern on July 10th. Tune in and donate what you can. I'll share the link on Twitter. Also, in the spirit of the Scott Fishbowl and the SFB Podathon, Yards Per Fantasy will be donating 50% of all proceeds from our 2022 projections template from July 4th through July 11th. So you've got a whole week to buy that projections template and have some of it, half of it, Go to charity. So just go to yardsperfantasy.com slash projections to purchase the template and also do a little good at the same time. And if you're building your own projections this year, this template is a must have. It literally has all the features you could ever dream of, including Scott Fishbowl scoring settings so that you can see the impact that these unique settings have on each player compared to traditional league scoring. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your 4th of July weekend. And if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and tune in to every episode. Turn on notifications so that you don't miss the next stream. Thanks, guys.